Welcome to That's the Word, Wholesome Tales for the Whole Family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, Be Careful What You Wish For. The monks could not bear it any longer. They had tolerated their new abbot for long enough. The high-minded Pharisee thought that he would tell them how to live, that they should actually follow their vows, that they should live according to God's law and according to their state in life. They had enjoyed considerably more freedom before he had come. Back then, they could do whatever they wanted. Now, they actually had to try to live lives of virtue. What kind of life is that? On top of that, their abbot was still very young, not more than 25. What business really had someone so young telling monks how they should live? They were also furious at themselves, that is, their past selves, for ever inviting him to come to be their abbot. How they cursed themselves as they thought about how they had begged and pleaded with this youth to come to be their abbot, falling all over themselves to bring him to the monastery. The young hermit had initially refused, saying that his life was not aligned with theirs, that it would not be a good fit. But... For some reason that was now beyond them, the monks persisted. Why had they tried to bring this brat in? Why did they implore him so fervently? Of course, the only logical solution was to knock him off. A few monks had a plan. At the evening meal, the abbot always took a cup of wine. Tonight, that wine would be poisoned. As they sat down for the evening meal, a monk handed the young abbot his glass of wine. He paused for a moment after taking it, then made the sign of the cross over the cup. It shattered, shattered as if a rock had been hurled through it, falling into pieces and spilling wine everywhere. The monks were shocked and terrified. The young abbot rose. He had known from the start that this would not work, that these monks were not the kind of men that he was. They did not wish to live the life that he did. After they had begged and pleaded for so long, he had accepted, and even as they fought back, he had persisted, believing that there might be some good still to be done. But now, he knew for certain that there was no more good that could be done here. Staying longer would not help their souls. It would very likely harm his own soul. Calmly, he spoke to them. 
Almighty God have mercy on you and forgive you. Why have you used me in this manner? Did not I tell you beforehand that our manner of living could never agree together? Go your ways, and seek ye out some other father suitable to your own conditions, for I intend not now to stay any longer among you. With that, he left the table, packed what few things were his, and headed off back to his hermitage. In the end, the monks got what they wanted, though often in life what we want is not necessarily what we need. This young hermit, however, would go on to be the abbot of yet another monastery, two more in fact, this time surrounded by men who actually wanted to live the life that he led, men who wanted to pursue virtue and the face of God. This young hermit, who at a young age fled the world and his studies to draw closer to God in poverty and solitude, soon found himself surrounded by companions wishing to lead the same life. His guidance of these men and the rule he wrote established him as the father of Western monasticism. A young hermit named St. Benedict of Norcia. And for this week, that's the word. Back to Norcia, there's a beautiful monastery that was actually refounded by an American Benedictine named Father Cashin. And it's so amazing to go on retreat to Norcia. It literally is like a small medieval town. And I remember walking outside the city wall. City, I mean, it's a small town, but outside the walls at night, and it's just so quiet. You can see all the stars. And so one of my classmates from the North American College is actually one of the monks now in Norcia. So he decided to go from diocesan life to religious life. And one of the things that Norcia is very famous for, the monks produce beer. So he was actually the brewmaster for a while. And so the North American College of Seminarians helped support the uh, the monks by purchasing some of their beer. You can do that to this day. Go visit their website. It's called Bira Norcia, but it's spelled B-I-R-R-A-N-U-R-S-I-A dot com. Or if you just type in to Google search the monks, Benedictine monks at Norcia, N-O-R-C-I-A, that will also work. But isn't it fascinating that uh, they're making alcohol and our story was about St. Benedict blessing alcohol that saved his life. It's a very important thing. Always give thanks before your meal. You always need to give thanks before your meal. That's exactly right. The last thing I will say is if you ever go to Norcia, what's amazing is they are famous for their pork. And that's where you get the Norcina pasta with pork. And there's a great little place right outside the old monastery. I hope it's still there um, based upon what happened to their town with the earthquakes. But it's a very famous. So if you ever have gotten Norcina pasta at an Italian restaurant, it came from this area because that area is famous for its pork.
If you like That's the Word, please share the word. You can sign up for our weekly newsletter at sonsofthunderrock.com. That's also where you can find our social links and our email if you want to send us feedback or story ideas. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.